Thank you, Yoni. Today's an exciting day for me because today I actually got to take Marco, my 10-year-old, out of school to join me on our uh, latest interview. We are in Ramat Beit Shemesh with Rabbi Moshe Braun, who is going to take us behind the scenes of the life of a sofer. He's going to give us a little bit of background about what his job as a sofer is like, the workshops that he runs, and uh, we're sitting in a beautiful Judaica gallery. So we'll, we'll get to talk about each of those things. Good morning, Rabbi Braun. How are you? Good morning. It's very, very nice to be here. Thank you very much, Joanne. So tell us a little bit about what a behind-the-scenes tour, behind-the-scenes SoFair tour is all about. Well, the behind-the-scenes SoFair tour started really out of um, just fathers, parents bringing their bar mitzvah-age boys to the studio, wanting to find out more about how the tefillin are written. And I saw a need uh, very quickly to to provide a format for a, a short presentation for all types of people to come and find out how are tefillin made? Not just tefillin, but what does a sofer do? What does a sofer do? And, I, and in particular, I focus primarily on the writing aspect of being a sofer, but also I speak about all aspects of what a sofer does. I touch on the batim, uh, you know, which house the tefillin. I speak about mezuzah. I speak about uh, sefer Torah and klaf, um, all different aspects. And it's been a fa- fascinating Fascinating experience for all people of all backgrounds. Now, I know a lot of the tourists who come to Israel to visit and want to come with their families for a workshop, they want to know it's going to be hands-on. So how are the kids involved in the workshop? What are they doing with their hands? Well, first and foremost, um, I have everybody um, basically sitting around kind of around a table and I have everything out on the table. First, I pass around the hands-on begins with people being able to hold a mezuzah in their hands, touch parchment uh, before it's been used, looking at raw parchment before it gets cut, touching it. Also, the, the batim that, that house the, the parshiot for the tefillin, picking them up, looking at them, holding them, seeing what they look like um, as they're in process or in progress. And then looking at the uh, the final that the final product, holding and touching the gid, which is looks like the which is the uh, material we use to sew up the batim, um, and then and then the hands-on really really gets it gets to be really intense, so to speak, and just you know really special experience when when they came to hold a, a quill, a feather quill, look at the ink, and then ultimately when I have little you know small pieces of parchment. And pen, you know, feather pens, kumusim prepared, and allow people to give them a chance to try to write, you know, to, to, and that is really where people, some really, really special, some really, really special things have happened that I see that I, it's amazing to watch children, not just adults, but certainly children, when they, when they pick up the pen, when they pick up the feather pen and they begin to write, it is the look on their faces. It's like it's wow. It's they've never experienced anything, and the parents. It's a beautiful experience. Well, it's really nice because a lot of times, you know, you get used to what you see in everyday life, and you're you're seeing a sefer Torah, you're seeing the tefillin, the mezuzah, but you're not thinking about what goes into to making them. So, let's. I want. I'm curious to hear a little bit more about your background and your history and what what you used to do before you became a sofer and what brought you into Judaica art. Because you're not just a sofer; you also produce stunning pieces of art. I'm sitting here and I see paper cutting and calligraphy and landscapes of of Israel and some beautiful pieces of art. So, tell us a little bit about your background. 
Um, so I'm from the United States, and I grew up in a conservative, you know, traditional home uh, where I went to public school all my life, and I was always, always involved in art. Art was ever since I was very, very young. And my parents encouraged my art, and I was always in art class, and then in high school in honors art. And my art teacher in high school encouraged me to pursue my art, and she encouraged me to go to art school. I did. I went to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, and I studied industrial design in the art school there, which is product design, three-dimensional design. And it's kind of like a, a hybrid of, between art and mechanical engineering. And there, um, over the time when I was in university, my my interest, my need, I think, to explore my Judaism really, really came to the fore. And over the four years when I was in university, I became observant, Shomer Torah in, in mitzvahs, and I had a desire to learn and study more. At the same time, when I left university, I felt the need to go into my, into my profession, which is what I did. I began to work in industrial design, specializing in products for people with physical disabilities. And very quickly in Chicago, I met a very special individual, and we formed a company to produce a new, a new type of product. And uh, I, I was in charge of the industrial design aspect of it. Um, to me, basically, I, my, my desire and my need to want to study more led me to leave the startup company and pursue, pursue my dream of studying actually full-time in yeshiva, which I did in, first in Chicago. And then with my, with my wife, we left, and when our son was six weeks old, we left to come to, to Israel. I studied in Yerushalayim at Yeshiva Darche Noam Chappelle's in Yerushalayim. And that is where there, when I really began to ask serious questions about what am I going to be doing, I really, with, with, in, in my, with my future, um, I really wanted to go into the rabbinate. And, but every single one of my teachers, my rabbeim, my mashbiyam, said to me, no. They said, use your art. Find a way to, to use your art and to, to, to make an impact in this world with your art. That's a beautiful story. Can you can you actually even pinpoint the first time when your art turned into Judaica for the first time? Well, the first time, first time was when we were engaged, and I we needed a ketubah, obviously. So I was exposed to the idea of making a handmade ketubah, and I just got my got some materials together. I went to the store in Chicago. I bought a calligraphy pen. And together with uh, with my rabbi, I identified the the nusach, the text for the ketubah, and uh, and I, and I made our ketubah. That was the first. That was my first piece of quote unquote Judaica. And you're also a master in paper cutting. Was that something you used to do also, or when you started working in Judaica, you incorporated paper cutting? I again, I, I as I began to become aware of Judaic Jewish art forms. Um, and researching them, I very quickly, you know, became aware of paper cutting. I was never, never had any experience with paper cutting before. But is it connected? Jewish art and paper cutting is connected. It it is connected. It is connected. Jewish artists have been for hundreds of years have been using paper cutting. Have been involved in paper cutting. Um, but be, and because I had skills as an industrial designer, working with prototyping models made not made out of paper, cardboard, different types of materials and drafting experience, I just use all those tools and I just, I taught myself how to paper cutting. So it's amazing. When I do these radio interviews, I always say, Chaval, that you can't see the pictures of this, the beautiful things that I'm seeing. But I'm looking at a, 
um, besamim, basically, that's a paper cut in the shape of a besamim holder with Havdalah written inside. And um, obviously, Ketubot, Birkat Habayit. You have so many different, although, I, oh, when this one over here is my favorite because there is a picture of one of the gates of Jerusalem and the way that, he, that Moshe has done the paper cutting and the um, special parchment behind it, it makes it look like it's actual Jerusalem stone with 3D dimensions. Um, when you're sitting down and you're say, you say to yourself, I want to start and create an, a piece of art, do you start with a pasuk? Do you start with a drawing? Do you, where does it start from? Um, it really starts, each piece is different. Each piece is different, but I, it starts oftentimes with the inspiration of a particular tefillah, a pasuk, a bracha, um, something that I, there's something that speaks to me that I have thoughts about, visions about, ideas about, inspiration. It, it, it Oftentimes it does start, as a matter of fact, each piece really starts either with a pasuk, you know, either with text or in some of the pieces I've done with um, themes or ideas in Judaism or sp- specifically places here in Eretz Yisrael that are um, that are that are holy places that are holy places. Beautiful. So, um, I just to let the listeners out there know: next time you come to Israel, you can set up a hands-on sofer behind-the-scenes sofer workshop. You can come out and see Moshe's beautiful, beautiful Judaica artwork. Hear some of the stories about the inspiration for each piece. And the best way to be in touch with him is to send an email to sofer s o f e r at funinjerusalem.com. And uh, we're, we're hoping we're going to see a lot more of Moshe and his artwork all over Yerushalayim, all over the world. W- tell us just a little bit about where you've sold pieces to. Is it just in Israel? Uh, no, it, it is. I've, I've sold work um, in the United States as well. Uh, that's when I've actually been you know, in the United States. But I sell work to people who come here to Israel literally from all over the world. Um, I, I, I would say most of the, most of the people either live in Israel or do come from North America, but definitely, definitely people who are here from Europe, from Asia, from South Africa, from Australia, from South America, really every single, I, 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 it's a real bracha to be able to say that my work is now, I guess, on, on every continent in the world Except for not except for Antarctica, not yet. <laughs> Fantastic! I mean, for a tourist also who comes to visit and is able to come home with this type of piece of art that they can hang in their dining room and living room and and just always be inspired. Um, it really is inspirational to be sitting here in your studio, and I'm so excited that we got to meet you and that I got to bring Marco to meet you and that he got to test out drawing with calligraphy with a quill. So uh, remember, you can reach Moshe at sofer at funinjerusalem.com. And now back to you, Yoni.